0: Welcome back to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings Podcast.
1: I'm your host, Sean Marcelet. Thank you for joining me again today. We are releasing this episode on Valentine's Day, and we have done a couple of dating episodes, but uh, we've mostly talked with people who are visually impaired about what it's like to be in relationships. Um... Today, we wanted to talk about what it's like when you're looking for a relationship, when you are blind or partially sighted. And I feel like um, maybe this is a little bit more, I don't know, challenging to talk about or I mean, there are some challenges in being visually impaired and looking for love. So I really appreciate the people who've joined me today. We have Nika, who is returning to the podcast. Welcome, Nika. Welcome, Nika been a while. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. And we have somebody new. We have Mark. Welcome, Mark. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you very much for the ask. Should be fun.
1: Yeah. So maybe we can start by each of you introducing yourselves, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about your level of vision and um, what you're looking for in <laughs> in terms of dating right now or where you're at with, with that.
3: Sure. So, hi, I'm Nika and I'm 21 years old. I'm in university studying food and nutrition to be a dietitian. And as for my vision, most of my vision is in my left eye so I can see shapes and colors and um I can't see small details unless I'm up close and I actually recently got eye surgery in my right eye to hopefully improve some of the vision, but I'm still waiting to see kind of the results of that. And as for my experience with dating, I was in one relationship before, only for a couple months, pretty short term. But ultimately, what I'm looking for is kind of a long-term relationship. I'm not really I don't think I'm really much of the casual dater. I definitely want something long-term.
2: As mentioned, I'm Mark and uh different demographic than Nika for sure. I'm 53, uh, been married, had been married for 11 years and divorced for about three now. My vision is, I, I guess I'm around 20 over 200 ish. And uh, my condition's called congenital stationary night blindness um i've been i've been visually impaired since birth so you know it's kind of just the way i've always been so it's not a it's not an adjustment for me or anything like that so it's yeah it's an interesting factor in in the dating part of things for sure um in terms of what i'm after definitely shooting for long term
1: Okay, so let's start with. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get to the visual impairment aspect, but what interests you in a potential partner? What are you looking for? I'd love to know from both of you, and you know, maybe maybe he or she is listening right now. So, Nika, what are you looking for in a partner?
3: Um, I'm definitely looking for someone who like communication is really important to me. Um, just because I seen so many relationships in person and just even things I've read in books and TV shows, even though they're not real, I just noticed that the biggest problem in any relationship is just not communicating properly. Um, So I think someone who's definitely not worried to tell me how they feel. And also, um, this is kind of like, personal to me, but I have a lot of just mental health issues. So someone who's okay with dealing with that, just because I know I'm not the easiest person to be around all the time. So that's, uh, really important to me as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, does, are there physical attributes that you are looking for? Like, do you have a type? Does that, does physical appearance matter?
3: Uh, so this isn't really hard because I'm only 4'10", but definitely someone who's taller than me is really important. I don't know. I just always like the, tall, <laughs> and I'm not really into like the muscular kind of jock guys, I guess I'm definitely into like, I guess the stereotypical, like nerd kind of <laughs> like archetype, I guess. Okay, cool. Um, love hair like i love like
1: really thick like wavy hair all right okay uh mark how about you what are you looking for
2: well that's really specific nika <laughs> <laughs> it good, work. good work <laughs> um so i guess what i'm looking for is uh, boy boy somebody who's kind somebody who's smart funny I mean, these are all such common, commonly spoken about things, but they're all true. Um, yeah, just the kind heart. I mean, I want to align with somebody on all the important stuff, you know, politics and, you know, just general mindset about the important things in life. So, um, like somebody who's creative, artsy, you know, as opposed to, you know, other, other types of interests, like I'm, I'm not a sports person, for example. So it, they're just it's not to say that I would want to do everything with my partner and have them do everything with me, but just, just that common interest of uh, on some level, I think is, is helpful. Um, Let's see, what could I be missing in terms of physical attributes? um, Boy, I mean, I, I think I've got a pretty wide interest, I suppose. I I mean, I don't think I have a type. So,
1: okay.
2: I mean, it, it really comes down to, you know, you see somebody and in my mind, they just, they're attractive or they're not. And I don't know, probably leave it at that, I guess. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Awesome.
1: Okay. Uh, This is a bit of a, I mean, I don't know if you can even answer this, but does it matter if they are blind or sighted? Like, does, is it, are you, are you looking for somebody who's also in the blind community or are you looking for someone who isn't or does it matter? I feel like people are curious about this. Nika, what about you?
3: I think if I was younger, my answer would be a lot different because before I kind of came to term with being okay with my blind, When I was younger, for me, it was all about trying to separate myself from it, trying to, I was so just against answering questions about my disability in general. Um, I wanted to only date a sighted person because I just wanted to be so far removed, whereas now I've kind of, and I'm still working through a lot of just the internalized ableism aspect of it, and now I don't really think I need to prove to society that I can get a sighted person or to date a sighted person, for me, it doesn't really matter. It's kind of just another characteristic. I've been attracted to sighted people before, and I've also been attracted to blind people before. So now it kind of can go either way, and I don't really um, view any difference, and it doesn't matter to me.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. I, I, I... It's an interesting question. I mean, you asked, does it matter? And yeah, I, I think it does matter because, um, you know, potentially there's, there's a real difference in how, in how the relationship on a, on a, what's the word I'm looking for. I mean, it's going to, it's going to have an impact on not so much the relationship, but just the the day-to-day functioning of the relationship. So uh, it, it, it's not that I I would or would not, but it it matters. It's, mm. I think as Nika says, it's a, it's a factor, um, but it's just one of many, many factors. No more, no more, no less important than, than a lot of the other things that we would look at.
1: Mm, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I usually say like being with somebody who is also blind means <clears throat> they will understand on a level that, a fully sighted person probably won't, uh, but then being with somebody who's also blind means we neither of us can drive, neither of us can see, neither you know. So there's like other logistics. So there's sort of like pros and cons to both, right?
2: Absolutely, logistics. That's the word I was actually looking for. Exactly. You know, mm-hmm. it's yeah. Thanks.
1: Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's talk about how have you, how are you putting yourselves out there? I have not dated for a long time. Um, So it's been over a decade and I don't even know where I would start. So (laughs) what, yeah. How, where, how, how, how do you do this dating thing these days? Nika, how are you putting yourself out there?
3: I've resorted to like online dating. And this is actually something that when I turned 18, I promised myself I would never do because I just always read so many horror stories and research way too much true crime. (laughs) Uh, So I was like, no, like, I don't want to like die. But uh, the thing is, is that all the places that typically people meet people um, around my age—they don't work. I'm not really the party type of person. I don't get invited to parties. Those uh, college parties aren't really my thing. In class, um, I just—I talk to some girls in class, but typically people kind of like I keep to myself in classes because people, I guess maybe they're intimidated by the blind girl or don't really know how to act around me. Um, So I found it really hard to make just friendships even in college. And then whenever I do extracurriculars, I'm either put in a like disabled version of that class where everyone else is a teenager who's much younger than me, or I will be in an adult class where everyone is in their forties and fifties and already have families of their own. I just noticed that in none of the extracurriculars I'm in, they don't, there doesn't seem to be any people in 20s who are single, um, who are in a similar stage of life as me. So that's kind of why I ended up doing some research on how to be safe in online dating and read some different articles. And that's why I thought I would try that out. And I've been doing that for a couple months.
1: Okay. And, uh, how have you connected with some people? Um, I've actually connected to a few
3: people and, um, I've had some really great conversations and just deep philosophical conversations. I'm still trying to work up to the actually meeting people in person part, Mm. but I'm getting there. Okay.
1: What about you, Mark? Where, where do you meet people? How do you do this?
2: Yeah, uh, well, it's it's online for me as well. And it's interesting because as I mentioned, I was, I was married for 11 years and I met my previous wife online. So I, you know, sort of 13 years ago ish or whatever I was, I was doing the online online dating thing. And then I was off for a good 15 years, 13 years and now back at it, so mm-hmm. it's been interesting in that regard. I, I mean, I guess like like unique. Uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a partier. I mean, my club days. I never had club days. Let's be honest. So, um, any any that I did have are well behind me. I mean, you know, go out to the pub and that sort of thing. But um, I don't know. It's just i uh, I've never been the sort of guy who spots a woman across the room and just like oh I gotta I gotta head across there and I gotta introduce myself right now it's that's just not me (laughs) so the online thing for me is it's I mean it's not optimum but it's it's a good it's a good option it's the best option I think
1: yeah I think it is hard even knowing who's single if you are in a space like you know how do you I think being visually impaired plays a role there right like seeing the person across the room that you're interested in in the first place might be challenging knowing that they're available is another thing and then knowing that maybe they'd be interested in even talking with you. I don't know that seems hard. Online dating is you
3: can also put in different filters um, so you can specifically be matched with people who you obviously know are single and people who have similar interests as you or there is kind of always the thing where I've asked someone out or told someone I like them and it turns out that the guy tells me that he's gay. So being doing online dating kind of takes out some of those awkward factors of in-person. mm mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure.
2: I was curious, Nika, about the, you had mentioned the safety aspect and, uh, you know, I would, I would think that that's gotta be something that runs through most women's minds about this and being, being blind, being an extra factor on top of that. How, you know, what kinds of things do you think about in terms of safety? Um, Obviously public places and that sort of thing makes sense.
3: Yeah. So never kind of going to the person's house. Like if I ever go to meet someone in person, it will be at a Starbucks. Um, It'll definitely be um, somewhere public and I'll tell people where I'm going. And this might be even preemptively thinking way too much, but even send a picture of what I'm wearing or describe what I'm wearing to friends and family. So then uh, they know what I look like um, and what I'm wearing that day if something does happen. And also just not accepting a ride if I do end up dating someone who can drive if they ever offered to give me a ride home, not doing that on the first few dates.
1: Wow, I broke all the rules. <laughs> 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 I did none of that. <laughs> well, I did meet in a public space place usually, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it is scary, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, Mark, are there things that you think about it? Do men think about these things, meeting a new person that you've met online?
2: Sure. I, I guess I think about it more from the woman's perspective and just, you know, thinking about if, if I'm the one suggesting a meetup, it's like, well, let's make this Let's make this feel like a safe thing to do, and and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess basically on that level is is how I look at it. I mean, I'm not too worried about myself, you know. But, right. Yeah, but I mean, you never know. I mean, you, I mean, people people can conceive of some pretty terrible things. So, I mean, maybe I should think about it more.
3: <laughs> say that one of the cases I did research did involve the woman actually killing the man.
1: Wow. Jeez.
0: Thanks for the heads up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay. So let's, let's talk about how do you disclose that you're visually impaired or do you? Um, And if so, when?
3: When I was, style, I was kind of hemming and hawing about it for a while because I was like, should I just tell them right away, should I wait and strike up a conversation and then casually slip it in and just kind of see how they'll react? Um, because then I know that if they suddenly ghost me for no apparent reason, as soon as I tell them that, then mm-hmm. it will show me a lot about their character. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of realized, I don't really want to waste any time talking to someone without knowing how they feel about my disability. So on um, Hinge, which is the app that I use, you can set up different prompts um, and different questions to answer. And one of them, the one of the ones that I chose was you shouldn't date me if, and then I specifically wrote, if you're not willing to accept me and my blindness.
1: Ooh. So that
3: of right out in the open. And some like a couple of the pictures that I put up were pictures of me and my guide dog and me holding my cane. So it basically leaves nothing up to the imagination and it's just right out there and people can choose to match with me or not.
1: Wow. Okay. That's cool. I'm I'm curious. I mean, well, there's no way to compare, I guess, if you get less or more interest having it out there, but that's-
3: No, but I will say a couple people I was matched with told me that um, like they you can respond to the different prompts and they specifically said like, oh, I have an invisible disability or they have various autoimmune conditions and that me posting this publicly kind of helped them be more comfortable. And because they have a different disability, they were a lot more accepting of mine.
1: mm mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Mark, what about you? Are you, is it on your profile? Is it, how do you deal with it?
2: Well, the the, Nika's approach is, is really interesting to me. Um, It's just, it, it's hard to know what to do. Um, It's not on my profile. Um, You know, Nika, you've said that you're, you know, you have a cane and you have a guide dog. So, you know, in real life, I'm, I'm assuming that, you know, your average person isn't going to spot you, and they're going to say, "Oh, there's there's somebody with a vision impairment." Would I be correct?
3: Um, I, yeah, and also just my eye condition and the way it makes my eyes look. It's like I can't really. No one can really accuse me of faking a disability. Basically, <laughs> <actual, laughs> the stereotypical, I guess, blindness.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I guess, I guess for the most part. Unless I want somebody to know that I'm visually impaired, you know, I mean, there are things that do happen that sort of out me, I guess, but for the most part, I, uh, I've had my eye condition since I was born and I'm, I'm so used to it that I function, I function as a sighted person. I mean, it, it affects every aspect of my life, of course, but I, 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 essentially don't know it's there most of the time because it's just such a normal part of me so i i ha- i don't have it on my profile um and as to when i disclose i i look for i look for a point in the conversation where it, it should naturally fit like mm-hmm. this is the this is a, a perfect example is about driving like i An example would be I had a, I was having a nice online chat with, with a lady and her profile stated that she loves to go on road trips. And I'm, I'm thinking, great. I love a road trip as well. You know, I'm going to chat with this person. And so we got to chatting about just general stuff. And then we got onto the top of of road trips and, and it's like, well, here we go. I I better, I better say, you know, how do you feel about doing all the driving? (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah. and uh, yeah so that was a, a natural point in the conversation so sometimes it comes there where you're you haven't met yet and you you don't even have plans yet of meeting and other times it might be the first or even the second date out that mm. I'll disclose and it's it's not at all that I'm trying to hold it back it's just um, part of me is definitely thinking I, I don't want I don't want anybody anybody to have preconceived notions about about how my disability is for me um because as soon as you say you're visually impaired or blind or w- whichever word you choose to use you know people are people are gonna have have an opinion of of how that is for you without you even saying one word about it so i i wanna i wanna tell the story myself
1: yeah that's super interesting. So if it gets to like the second date, are you feeling anxious about the fact that it hasn't come up yet? Like, do you, do you feel like you're holding something back or do you feel a pressure to like, find a way to bring it up? Or are you relieved that you get to go longer without them knowing? Like how does, how does that
2: go? I think the second date would be the extreme. Um, but and I also think that if it's gotten to the second date and we've gone through chatting and, you know, deciding to go out and out once and out again, you, you kind of hope you, you've got a little bit of a picture of somebody by then and, mm-hmm. and that it's probably going to be okay. Um, now nah, I, I don't get anxious about it anymore. Uh, I just, again, I, I just, I just want to, I want to not have it sort of dominate um, how people view my profile or view me. I just want to I want to be able to put it out there when it's the right time. Early. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, set again, second date would be the extreme, but um yeah, no, it doesn't make me anxious at all.
1: Okay. And how do people usually react when you tell them?
2: For me, uh it it varies, you know. I mean, I've definitely had a fair few ghostings mm-hmm. um, in chats. Um other people, at least, say they don't care at all. Other people, it's a, uh, it's, it's that sort of pragmatic factor for them. They're like, oh, great guy, but you know, I just need somebody who drives. You know, I was talking with a woman, I don't know, about a month ago, and uh, she lives quite a, quite a distance away from me. There's good transit around here. So, you know, I kind of figured oh, I'll match, match with her anyway, and just check, check things out. And we had a great chat and sort of got to the point where, oh, I, th- I think we should meet and she thought so as well. And so we were talking about where we might do that. And uh that that came to the point where I decided to disclose, okay, well, I don't drive. So I'll be taking transit. I wonder, could we, could we sort of meet in the middle at this certain spot? And she goes, Oh, you don't drive. Oh, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, that's, that's going to be tough for me because there's not good transit out to my place. If we were to get to know each other better and I drive, but I don't like driving. She says, uh, I kind of thought, okay, well, you know, I, I decided to actually leave it there and just say, well, you know, this is, this is how it is for me and it's, it's not going to change. So, you know, really enjoyed chatting with you, but I think, I think I'm just going to take a miss.
1: Mm. Yeah. I had, I mean, I did online dating as well and had some different experiences and I'm just curious if, if you've had any of these I mean, I, maybe, maybe Mark, for you, because your visual impairment isn't as obvious, and it's sort of like a maybe. I don't know. It, maybe people won't, wouldn't have as strong of a reaction. But like, have you had people ask you a million questions, for example, when they find out you're visually impaired? Like, just wanting to understand how you do things, or maybe that doesn't even happen because you still do things visually. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I've had, I've had lots of questions. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, most, you know, I've kind of got my elevator pitch down about my vision. So I have a certain way that I explain it and I think it functionally makes sense to most people. Mm -hmm. Um, and I usually just say, you know, after I've sort of said my little spiel, you know, it, if we hang out a lot, you'll get to know better and better how I see in different situations. And that just comes with time. And, uh, You know, I just sort of, I try and spell out where I do have trouble. Like, for example, when the light gets really low, you know, I might, I might want a little guidance if, Mm -hmm. you know, we're walking down through the forest, down to the beach to get to the campfire and it's dark. It's like, yeah, I'm going to have trouble with that. (laughs) So, you know, I tell them where, where it's, where it's definitely going to be an issue for me and where it's not at all going to be an issue for me. And, uh, so I just... Yeah. I try and get it all out there and, and I hope people are curious about it. Like I want them to understand how it is. And so I I like it when people ask more, more than that. I like it when they listen about it.
0: (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Have you found a difference returning to the dating scene in people's reactions to visual impairment, is there more acceptance now than there was like 13, 15 years ago, or is I feel, it the
2: same? I feel like there's less actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. A long time ago, and I'm old, Sean, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I, I'm assessing this wrong. But my take on it is that. You know, women of the age group who I'm looking to date now, um, they've probably been through a similar experience to me. Maybe they've had a significant person and they've been married or lived together and now single again, and they've learned more what they're after in life. They're, you know, 15, 20 years down the road from the last time they did this, let's Mm -hmm. say, Mm -hmm. and, you know, maybe time's getting to be a factor. So they're more, maybe more specific. And if if, well yeah, I I guess so. I am. I'm more picky. Yeah. So why wouldn't they be? And and if a disability doesn't fit in their in their ideal of who they're gonna hang out with, then then yeah, it becomes a factor, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay. Guess I was hoping that with more education and I don't know, more like focus on diversity and inclusion and things like that kind of globally that maybe it would be better. Uh, But yeah, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure maybe what, where you're at in your life is going to play a role here too. What, you know, maybe for Nika blindness won't be like, I don't know, maybe people in their twenties will be more accepting than they were when I was in my 20s, I don't know.
3: I think also just in general disability with all of the talk about diversity just isn't, I guess, being brought up enough just because I talk to people who are um, still in students and a lot of other aspects of diversity are being taught, but disability, not so much. Mm -hmm. So I think people are slowly starting to be more accepting of other aspects, but not so much the disability aspect. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, Nika, have you had people sort of pummel you with questions online because you have been very open about the fact that you're blind? Like what sort of reactions have you had?
3: I get a lot of questions about sports and university because those are the two things I have in my profile. So I get the how do you do school? Um, And I have to explain to them all about screen readers and technology and um, accessibility centers in post-secondary. And I also have on my profile that one of my goals is to make it to the Paralympics for swimming. So then I get a lot of the, what are the Paralympics? Which I did not know that there are people who don't know what the Paralympics are, but... um, (laughs) What are the Paralympics? How do you do swimming as a blind person? Are there other sports besides swimming that blind people can do? So I get a lot of very specific niche questions based on what I'm sharing publicly on my
1: profile. Hmm. How do you feel about that?
3: Um, I love answering questions actually, even in person, just when random strangers ask me questions, I'm okay with it as long as it's done respectfully. And the nice thing about online is that if I'm having an off day or if I'm not really in the greatest mood, I can just wait and answer it the next day when I'm feeling better.
1: Right. Okay. I mean, are you having people that are just interested in getting to know you or is it all questions?
3: Uh, No, I've had a lot of other conversations. Actually, like I'd say probably the majority of my conversations aren't necessarily centered around blindness. They're centered on just life in general. And I tend to match with a lot of um, like post-secondary students. So we talk a lot about our programs and goals. And for me, figuring out um, worldview and core values are very important. So we have a lot of those discussions.
1: Mm, Okay, that's good. So I'm just curious when you're getting ready to go, uh, on a, a first date, I guess, Mark, um, Nika, if you haven't met anybody yet, like, do you always go to the same place? Do you pick somewhere that's familiar to you? Do you have anything that you do kind of because of your visual impairment?
3: Um, I haven't really gone on any first dates with online dating, uh, when I was in like a relationship, we were both just in a like program. Um, so we would hang out there. So I've never really had like a typical, like official first date before.
1: Right. Okay.
2: Okay. Yeah. For me, I, I don't know if there's too much. I mean, I like to get there early. I like to be sort of stationed somewhere. Let's say it's, if it's at a coffee shop, I'll I'll usually just send them a text. It's like, Oh yeah, I'm the guy with the green hat and the blue jacket. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm a bit early kind of thing. No hurry. And so if I'm there, they're looking for me and they're coming towards me rather than me trying to, you know, maybe they look, they've done a different hairstyle than they have in any of their photos. So I'm looking around going, is it that blonde person (laughs) or is it that blonde person? (laughs) Hello. Are you my date? (laughs) right
1: yeah that's smart (laughs) what do you think people's so the people who are not cool with proceeding once they know that you're visually impaired um is it is it the driving are there other things do you think other reasons that I mean this isn't really just like specifically the people that have have not been cool with it but I guess more globally like Why do we think folks have a problem with dating somebody who is visually impaired?
3: I'm not sure if this is a factor or not, but I know for, you know, like being attracted to someone is physically is important. And something I sometimes wonder is that because my eye condition affects the way my eyes look, does that turn people off? Because I've had people just cited friends in general say that my eyes kind of, like make them feel very I guess uneasy looking at them so I'm like oh like is that a factor maybe like why a lot of people aren't attracted to me is because they don't like the way my eyes look could that be Mm -hmm. it I don't maybe I'm overthinking all of this Hmm.
2: interesting question for sure I I think I think for me yeah it's I. I think it's a lot the driving thing. I think a lot of people just, they want to, they want to have that freedom of knowing that you can come to them on, on a whim and that, you know, you can go on that road trip and share the driving chores. Um, that if you were to be a partner, a long-term partner that you would be able to contribute to, you know, the house, uh, in terms of, you know, it's your turn to get in the car and go do an errand. So I I do think driving is a significant component for me. Um, I remember, I remember when I started dating my ex-wife, um, I forget when I disclosed my, my vision, uh, difficulties to her, but, she, she expressed that she was relieved when we did go out on a couple of dates that she was thinking after having talked about it, it's like, Oh, I wonder if he's going to be able to go on a hike or, you know? And so I, I think she was relieved when she found it's like, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I don't stumble too much more than your average person. So, (laughs)
0: um,
2: but yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting question to try and get into the mind of other people about, um, I mean, those who ghost, for example, I, I would love to know what what went through their mind. Like, what what is it? You know, like yeah, you didn't even get me a, give me a chance to, <laughs> you know, talk about it a little bit. And mm-hmm. uh, but exactly. uh,
0: yeah,
1: I know i I used to get a lot of questions about like, oh oh, you probably enjoy this because you can't see, or you probably don't enjoy that, and so there was sort of some misconceptions about what a blind person would even enjoy doing. Like, Oh, I guess you like live music, or I guess you like, you know, you probably don't enjoy movies. I'm like, actually, I love movies, prefer them to be described, but you know, that like, don't assume I don't watch TV just because I'm blind. I don't sit around listening to the radio all the time. Like, (laughs) so I, I think that can play a role a bit, the sort of like, Oh, are we going to enjoy doing the same things? And maybe what you enjoy is, is limited. Um, But yeah, you're right. We don't know. We don't know. You don't know why you've been ghosted. My husband complains about always having to be the designated driver. (laughs) So I I think the driving thing does play a role a little bit. Um, But I do wonder kind of gender stereotyping if it's worse being a male that's visually impaired and not driving might also
3: be just like they feel like they would have to be like the primary caregiver in a way and they don't want to like take care of you mm-hmm. which is necessarily the case um but if you don't ask and if someone assumes that blind people may not be able to be capable of doing certain things they might seem to think that they would have to take care of the person mm-hmm.
2: interesting yeah
0: yeah
3: and maybe even um this is like way down the road, but even for someone who might want to have kids, they might think, oh, well, so-and-so can't have kids because they're blind. And I know that's something I want to do is start a family. So then that might be another reason. Mm
2: -hmm. Or even is there a genetic component they might worry about?
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's true. So I know for me, uh, when I would start dating somebody, I was really worried that they would think that I was helpless. Um, So, (laughs) I mean, I'm kind of always super uber independent, but I would, you know, intentionally try to demonstrate how capable I was Um, probably a little bit over the top in that regard, but I just really wanted whoever I was dating to know that they didn't need to take care of me, that I could take care of myself, that I could do, you know, pretty much everything, just do it differently, would not ask for help. Uh, I'm just curious, do, do you guys do that at all? When you start, like, do you overcompensate to make up for the fact that you're visually impaired? Or is there something that you do? I don't know, in that just to sort of prove that it's not an issue.
3: I did, especially since the person I was with was also a very like, overachiever, like, straight a like top three percent of his class like had perfect pitch so I was kind of always like oh I need to like prove that I can play all these instruments and um I need to say like my random scientific facts and show him that I can like memorize the entire periodic table and Person was also visually impaired. That proving like the vision kind of aspect of it wasn't as important, but I did feel like I had to like compensate in other ways. Mm -hmm. And even on my profile, I kind of have a bunch of different like this. Is why I talk about my swimming and I talk about my hobbies and I talk about like baking and Um, what I like to do and all the different sports I play and gymnastics because I kind of want people to know right off the bat like yes she's disabled but also like she does a lot of different things Um, so even like kind of just on the off right on the onset like even in my profile I feel like I'm also just overcompensating and trying to prove and Mm -hmm. I feel like almost like I'm bragging but not really um but I don't know maybe it's kind of this internalized ableism again
1: well I mean you have to sell yourself right so it I mean yeah that's hard the whole bragging versus marketing (laughs) (laughs) and I'm
3: I'm making myself you know like appealable to the masses
1: (laughs) yes yeah
2: I might need to take some marketing lessons from Unica.
1: <laughs> Is there anything you do, Mark? Like, do you try to sort of, I guess, like emphasize other qualities to kind of downplay the vision?
2: I've always been grossly an underachiever. So um, <laughs> I kind of just hope people are just going to accept me for, you know, the slouch that i am but uh now <laughs> I, I don't think i i don't think i emphasize anything I, at least i don't think i do maybe it's not for me to say uh i i guess like like nika i i put i put things in my profile that are genuine interests of mine um but not not with any intent other than just just to say this is my personality. Mm. This is, this is what I like, and this is what I spend my time doing. Um, but I, I don't think it's related to my vision condition or, or yeah. abil- uh, my, you know, my vision level.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: That's interesting. That, I'm, I, I'm, I'm envious of that. I feel like I put a lot of thought into what was included and what was not included in my profile it was not just, you know, kind of like based on what are my interests It was very much like, how is this going to come across or how are people going to take this in or, you know, what picture does it paint? So I was more like Unika, definitely. I think trying to show a diverse view, I guess, like, look at all my talents, (laughs) look at my multi layered personality rather than just like focusing on the blindness, but it was intentional.
3: And on the different apps, um, some of the things are optional to put down. So like um, political affiliation, religion, like whether you drink or not, like those are things that are kind of optional to put Mm -hmm. down. I personally also choose to fill out every single thing um, on the and have it publicly just because something that for me just drives me crazy is that looking at. Other people's profiles and a lot of it is pictures, but then with no prompts or no written information, yeah. I can't name a lot from the person about the person's personality or lifestyle. So I also kind of like to make my profile in a way that's accessible that I would prefer like everyone else's to be as well.
1: So I think trying to find somebody is um, it can be very challenging, and I'm just curious. Like, how do you, you know, you, you, maybe you connect with somebody and you have a few conversations or you have a few dates and it doesn't work out. How do you get back on that horse? (laughs) How do you continue to put yourself out there? How do you do that? Call your
3: best friend, cry, eat some ice cream, and then they'll give you a pep talk and you'll get out there. Um, but I've had some kind of, scary experiences with online dating and just some, like, for the most part, it's been good, but I've gotten some comments that definitely hurt my feelings and um, people lying about things on their profile and me kind of being vulnerable and not realizing. Um, So it's definitely something that shakes my trust. And I do have like, trust issues and trust is really important to me. But I think I'm lucky that I have friends who can encourage me and they tell me, you know, just because you have a bad experience, doesn't mean that all of them are going to be bad. And I mean, they're right. I've, for every experience I've had, that was bad. I've had four or five that were amazing.
2: How do you get back on the horse? In a lot of the profiles I read, it seems like people my in my age racket are, they're pretty tired by the whole process anyway. They find it, a lot of us find it exhausting anyway. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and I don't know if that's, I don't remember it being so much like that when I was a bit younger. So maybe it is more of an age specific thing, or maybe it's just where I'm at in life, you know, personally, but mm-hmm. that's more the element that I'm seeing is, you know, after you've, chatted with a bunch of people and you know you've been ghosted by a few and then you you have some really good chats with a couple and then they ghost you and then you finally go out on a date and it's like, oh this this wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. And then you go out on another date with somebody else and uh you know maybe that was really good and they they kind of don't get back to you maybe or something similar to that. Yeah, it it can get tiring, you know, and sometimes uh just need to take a little break.
1: I guess like anything, it's kind of like looking for a job too, right? If you don't try, then you're less likely to be successful. Uh so if you don't put yourself out there, you're definitely not going to meet anybody. And if you do, you're there's still a chance, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Jo- job interview. Sounds sounds like a few dates I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's interesting Um, that you brought up kind of what profiles look like in your age demographic, because for me, like all of the profiles for people in their 20s are just weird, like they're visual, and then they'll have like slang terms or memes that I don't understand. And a lot of profiles for some reason say, stop the cap. And I don't know what that means for the life of me. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm just not in or in touch, but I can't even tell like what people my age demographic want. Like they're just posting random words and slang terms and sentences that make no sense to me.
2: I'm Googling it as we speak.
1: Stop the calf as in cow, baby cow. Um, Like like cap, like I think C-A-P. Oh.
2: Stop lying. It says stop the cat is slang for stop lying. Oh. (laughs)
1: Interesting. Okay. You heard it here first folks. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't miss the whole dating saga. I so appreciate you guys being here and sharing this personal stuff with us. I'm just wondering if you have any kind of final advice for anyone who is dating with a visual impairment out there any advice for them to kind of get back on that horse or keep trying um i think it's
3: really easy and right now just in the phase i am for me it's really easy to say like you can do it and um, put yourself out there but i think also just let yourself feel whatever feelings you have and it's okay to take a couple weeks off or a month and just process um but i definitely think it's worth it. And even if you don't end up finding someone to date, I've actually met a lot of friends through online dating. Um, so there's definitely a benefit for it. Hmm.
1: Okay. I,
2: I think it, it, again, you know, if, if we think of the disability as just a, a a part of the whole person, I, I think the advice would be the same as whether we, you've got a vision impairment or not. I mean, to me, I just, I want to, I don't want to read, profiles that are overly positive, you know, but I, I want, I want to meet somebody who has, who's putting a positive foot forward. You know, I don't, not in a fake way, but so I would say just have a positive instead of a negative profile, if you can, and um, be open, ask questions, answer questions, enjoy the process. Um, be safe and have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Cause it is, it is fun on, on a level doing this, you know, it does get tiring, but it's, it's also fun, you know, getting to chat with people. And, you know, even if you think, oh, I might never actually meet this person in, in, in real life, why not, why not have a really interesting conversation and figure something out about humanity more generally through that conversation or, yeah. So there's, there's value in just that, I think.
1: I would say, um, be yourself <laughs> because if it works out, they're going to meet you anyway. <laughs> so I, I feel like I was working too hard in the beginning to, I don't know, be impressive or something or, but it, then you, that's like really hard to maintain, right. If you're going to like be super independent, And then all of a sudden, actually, I do want you to drive me there, or I do want you to (laughs) help me with this thing or whatever. It kind of sets the tone, perhaps for a lifetime of having to continue to be really independent. So just be yourself.
2: Good advice.
1: Yeah. Well, good luck, you guys. Um, I hope you have at least maybe an interest in mind on this Valentine's day. I really appreciate you joining me today and sharing, and I'm sure that our listeners will learn a lot from your wisdom. Thank you. And thank you for having us.
2: It's been a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Good luck out there, Nika.
1: Thank you. You too. Thanks. You've been listening to Limitless, the Blind Beginnings podcast. If you have a question, a comment, a future topic request, please send us an email to limitless at blindbeginnings.ca. Please share our podcast, like, subscribe, leave us a rating and join us
0: next time. This podcast has been brought to you by Blind Beginnings, an organization based in Vancouver, Canada, that supports children and youth who are blind or partially sighted along with their families.